Mouthing Off is a theater, arts, and culture podcast from Bad Mouth Theater Company in St. Paul, Minnesota. I'm Amanda Forstrom. I'm Kevin Couchman. And I'm Mari Sidner. Mouthing Off features compelling interviews and discussions with creators and artists from around the Twin Cities and beyond. Tune in for something different online where you get your podcasts at badmouthtc.com and on the air in St. Paul from Frogtown Radio 94.1 FM. We hope you enjoy the show. Hey, Wild. Welcome to Mouthing Off. I'm Kevin Kautzman. We're making old-timey radio, and I'm here with uh, my very good friends, Mari Sittner. Mari, how are you? Doing pretty good. Happy to be, hopefully, uh, on the radio in someone's car. Right. Hello. If you're in your car, if you're at home, whatever you, whatever you got going on, or if you're listening to us online, we appreciate it, and we hope you enjoy what we've got coming and what we're going to be doing on this new version of an existing podcast we'll get into it as we go but i'm also joined by amanda forstrom amanda i know you've been traveling you you flew today so thank you for uh, making the effort to to join us absolutely i'm so excited to be here you guys this is going to be great right yeah i almost made it sound like you're a guest but you're not a guest we're all hosts of this show i'm excited everyone is hosting and because it's our pilot episode it's the very first episode of mouthing off in this iteration it's just going to be the three of us it's going to be nice and and uh cozy we're cozy maxing here on mouthing off and we are really excited to be on frogtown radio this is uh this is a new venture for us and uh, i can't wait to can't wait to tune in it's been a while since i've heard my own my own voice on on radio there's something I, I do a podcast and we'll get into it we're going to kind of introduce ourselves on this episode we're going to talk about our theater company bad mouth uh theater company we're going to talk about what the idea for this show is where we've come from what we want what we hope it becomes um but uh yeah so i mean you know why don't why don't we start by talking about the concept for for this new iteration of mouthing off amanda do you want to speak to it a little bit Absolutely. So we are Bad Mouth Theater Company, and we have a podcast on our website, badmouthtc.com. And in conjunction with readings of our first inaugural season last year at 2022, Waldman, 2022 Waldman mm -hmm. Brewery, where we did free readings for the public, and we'll have some more of those coming up. So stay tuned for those dates and uh, be, be sure to come out and have a have a great uh stein of beer with some great german food and hang out and listen to some great new plays that's what we do that's what we're about and we are on frogtown radio bringing what we do best to you all and so we're really excited to do that yeah 100 i mean in this podcast hitherto has principally been a vehicle for us to share the work that we've done with a with a wider audience because uh we we 
well, we're theater people. We've lived in different locations. Mari's in New York City uh, as we speak, but she she spends a lot of time in the Twin Cities too. Amanda and I are both uh, here in the Twin Cities, but we have we have friends and colleagues all over the world. So the idea was, well, why don't we take the uh, live readings that we do? Uh, we did five last year, and four of them made their way online on the website. So if you go to badmouthtc.com, you can listen to these four theatrical readings of brand new plays like we do new plays principally but we also do contemporary work so some we'll get to it i we got a lot to talk about on the inaugural the pilot <laughs> episode for frogtown radio but definitely go and check those out and i think we might go down the four plays and talk about what we did what we did last year but now the format of this show for frogtown but also for ourselves you got to do it for yourself, I would say. Absolutely. You know? Yeah. For ourselves, we want to uh, uh, be uh, a part of the community here. We already are. So many artistic people in the Twin Cities, a great hub for theater, famously so. We have the Playwrights Center. We have History Theater uh, and on and on the, the Guthrie and on and on the list goes uh, Children's Theater. And people know when you go out and about. I mean, I suppose I should say, first and foremost, I am principally a playwright. Don't hold it against me. <laughs> um, and uh, and, and uh, Amanda is an actor. Uh, and we met through a, a reading of my play, Moderation, which is the first of the four readings that we did. So if you want to go hear Amanda perform in a, in a new contemporary play, a dark comedy about social media content moderators losing their minds at work, you can go and hear that uh, on our on our website. The, the show now is principally going to be an interview show. We are going to be inviting guests to come on from around the Twin Cities and even beyond to talk about theater, arts and culture for a little under an hour. We're going to we're going to try to make these interviews engaging, exciting and as often as possible have a real local connection so there's something you can come out and learn about and 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 do. And uh, listen and watch mm -hmm. and be involved in and it's going to be really fun. Yeah, really excited. Uh we've got some good guests lined up. Uh Monty Montalegre who is one of the playwrights we uh, we did his work, It's All Red, like a metaphor or something. Hilarious, wild play. That's also online if you want to hear the uh, the reading we did of that. He's going to come on and talk about a podcast he has going on. Uh, we're in touch with History Theater. I did a little work with them in the distant past. Uh, and I believe someone from there is going to come on. And on and on and on the beat goes. Uh, my, my good friend Brad Kelly is going to come on. I happen to do another podcast. Uh, that is a, a like an arts biography profiling show that's called Art of Darkness. That's at artofdarkpod.com. Brad, my co-host, is going to come on. We're going to talk about that show. And there's a Minnesota connection, a St. Paul connection, because as part of our season, we're going to do an Art of Darkness live episode at Waldman Brewery in June. And the theater company is going to be involved because we're going to cover the first part of F. Scott Fitzgerald's life up until the point roughly around where he wrote this great short story, Winter Dreams. And then we're going to present a theatrical reading of 
winter dreams. I'm just trying to give people a taste of what we got going on. Uh, we got so, a lot going on. We're, yeah, we're doing we do. it. Yeah, we're doing, we're 100% doing the thing. So when you tune into this show, you can expect to hear uh, either the the three of us talking about something we've got going on in the theater, maybe other shows we're, we're doing, things that have been, we've been up to. But principally, we are really going to go out of our way to try to get great guests. Uh, and to that end, I should say, if you know someone, particularly around the Twin Cities or greater Minnesota, who would be a great guest or you have something to promote, email us at badmouthtc at gmail.com. I'll say it one more time. It's badmouthtc at gmail.com. We will speak to practically anybody. A body of water. We have a lot of them in Minnesota. Uh, We probably will draw the line somewhere. It has to be theater, arts, and culture. So there you go. Does that feel like a good introduction to the the pod? The other thing I should say is like occasionally we might put an episode out that's just uh, through the podcast side of things because we're going to continue to take our theatrical readings and put them online. They may not always be 100% FM airwave friendly. Does that, you know, new plays, they can kind of push the edge of what they can get Maybe. wild. Yeah, we can't we can't <laughs> sacrifice our artistic integrity for the radio. Right. As much as and we love this and we're very grateful to be here. Uh the other thing about it is kind of like time. Like if a play is longer than the time slot, we can't really we're not going to like excerpt it. You know, as we go, I might we may play around with playing excerpts and things of readings that we've done uh, uh you know for the old timey radio uh but uh, but definitely listen to us on frogtown but also check us on uh, check us out wherever you get your podcasts mouthing off badmouth theater company badmouthtc.com and i'm i'm jacked i'm jacked up <laughs> yeah i i'm interested mari will you let our audience know what what we did last year and what we got coming up or should we go somewhere else? I think I skipped over Mari. Uh, I introduced you as an actor, myself as a playwright. Mari, how do you describe yourself? Because you are, you're like a triple or quadruple threat. You've got a lot going on. She can do it all. Well, you guys are too nice, but I'm mostly a playwright and a director. I just directed a show here in New York with a quick turnaround time. We did it in about two weeks. So I guess, All right. I guess the bona fide director of one show and a reading in our last season. One of our great one of our great readings of new plays by a playwright who was has local connections. Yes, that's the kind of thing that we're that we're up to. Uh, why don't we go? Why don't we go a little bit into that, though, Mari? I mean, you mentioned it. Tell us about the the show that you just worked on in New York. What's the story there? So, you know, modern modern social media age. I met a bunch of people on Twitter before I moved here, just like I met Kevin and Amanda on Twitter before I had moved to the Twin Cities. And I had made a friend who had a show. He wanted to put it up. Um, I was thinking of moving anyway. I'd been back home in Michigan and it was a 40 minute show, one act play, two people, one room. So we took about two weeks and we drilled it. Our actors got COVID the week before but they did the show. There were rock stars. And yeah, it was a play called 14 Maple by Eric Ray T. He's a great young playwright here in New York. Um, 
And he wrote a really tight, funny one act play that sold out both nights. Good for him. Rock and roll. Cool. And Amanda, you, you were just in something uh, in somewhere else in the country. Uh, tell it, tell us about this. I, I think you were, you were filming something too. So there might be something that people here can dig into eventually. Yeah. It was a uh, show that I did in Asheboro, North Carolina of all places. And I had a connection with the director whom um, a friend of mine had worked with in DC and who I'd known from Washington, DC, because I lived there for about 10 years before moving back to Minnesota. And uh, an actor I had met in Minnesota, who's a great guy, his name is Chance Carroll, who will hopefully be on the show. Uh, he introduced me, reintroduced me to the director, Jeremy Skidmore, who I knew from DC. And they had done this iteration of a play called Company K, which was written by a local poet, actually. And it's based on letters from her grandfather to her grandmother when he left to go to World War I. So the play is about an hour long and it's six actors and they all do uh, letters from soldiers home to their mothers, their brothers, sisters, wives, children, and strung together through her poetry with live banjo, fiddle, like good old Appalachian, Mm. North Carolinian music underneath. And it's a beautiful piece, movement piece, really up my alley. Um, Yeah. And it's crazy how the world and connections of theater, arts, and culture come together and bring people together in the craziest of let's go. (laughs) Okay. Very good. Yeah. Let's go. I dig it. And it's, did they make a film of it now as well? They did. So this is the third, actually uh, the third iteration of it and they wanted to film it. So they filmed it. uh, Oh gosh. We filmed it in old cemeteries. So there are some of the headstones from the people in the play are who we visited. Oh wow! Yeah, extremely powerful. And they we died filmed, in the they died in the war or after? after they died the in the war. Mm-hmm. Well, gracious! Wow, and heavy, heavy. And actually, it's really interesting. And I didn't know this until I went down there. But the company K uh, back, I think World War One was when they changed uh, how they formed uh, regiments and companies because they used to go by county. But what happened with Company K? And some other around the other companies around the country is that almost all of them died. So young men from eighteen to twenty five were just completely wiped out in all of those counties. Oh man! Yeah, and brutal. so they absolutely devastating. And so that was that prompted the government and Congress to change the way that they formed companies so so that wouldn't happen again. Oh, so, right, they wouldn't just pull people from one county in case they got in a very particularly bad action they wouldn't all die yeah absolutely whoa so we were and then so we're making this live uh filming the live version in the theater that existed in 1916 1917 so i'm looking at a photo of the same theater i'm performing in of an audience watching a show from the stage which is completely wild and um the historical society did uh and the count randolph county uh, put up uh, artifacts, so shells and and um, 
medical kits and uh, uniforms and letters and pictures of all these people. So it was really a huge experience. And then they're putting it on film and we filmed in railroad tracks and uh, old mills down there and outside in fields. And, and so it's really this beautiful piece that hopefully they're going to eventually put on um, in the classrooms uh, in North Carolina. And hopefully um, I think there's some interest in with PBS Ah. Uh, PBS North Carolina. So that would be really great um, because it's just a really special, unique, one of a kind uh, piece. And I was very, very grateful to to be a part of it. So Mm. it's in a a epistolary play, a play of letters. Yes, that's that's a thing. Uh, Very cool. (laughs) Did you have a particular role or did you play multiple voices? Who, Who were you? So the the structure of the play, it's written as mostly letters and then Barbara Presnell, her uh, poetry, she was the poet who uh, strung them all together and uh, has her poetry underneath. She and the playwright, she um, has a track of six actors and five of them are men and one is a woman. And oh, one, okay. one oh, yeah. Okay. So I was right. every every woman, as we like to say. <laughs> I was the mother, the, the you sister, and the, the boys. Wife. Yes, mm-hmm. exactly. <laughs> um, and then there was also an Afro African American man in the show. And there's a, a moment in the play where we both uh come forward and the projection there's projections of actual photographs behind us. And some of the lines are it's our war too. Mm-hmm. We mm-hmm. we built your roads. We made your clothes. We build your guns. Um, and so we have the uh, special perspective on it. And I'm so sure. grateful that Barbara included that yeah. uh, in, the, in the show. So people forget what an apocalypse World War I was. And the United States escaped. I mean, obviously, it was uh, tragic, of course, for this county and for everyone who lost their lives uh, and, the, and the families and everything. But the uh, America skated by and in a lot of ways compared to obviously Europe. I mean, Europe was just absolutely Mm. just devastated. And the numbers are staggering when you begin to dig into it and, and investigate it. I'm getting ready to do my Hemingway episode for, for art of darkness. I've got Mm -hmm. this giant stack of Hemingway books. I'm not going to bother showing them to you, but like 15 Hemingway books. I think you mentioned uh, before we started recording that the character's name is Ernest. Yes. Too. Okay. That was a very... And that was the playwright's mm. grandfather, actually. So it was okay. all from her family, which made it even more interesting because you're saying these words of a real person and you can see mm. photos of them and their children. And oh, it's just, it was beautiful. You must have felt like Jack at the end of The Shining, right? Like when they zoom in and he's in this mysterious old picture and you don't quite know why. Yes. <laughs> As an actor, you must be coming out because I've acted a little bit. I've trod the boards a wee tiny bit. Uh, you must be, do you feel like you're coming out of kind of a, almost like a psychedelic experience, like like boarding the plane and coming home? I mean, you're more of a professional, you're much more of a professional actor than I uh, have ever been. But what, what does it feel like to switch between inhabiting that and then landing in MSP? Uh, yeah. It's a wild ride. I mean, you almost feel like you dreamt it and that you're not sure if it happened or if it was an alternate timeline, you know, um, 
string theory here, uh, <laughs> you know, going, uh, yeah, it was, it was a wild, wild thing to experience, especially because it was, like I said, a real person. It wasn't like I was, you know, Stella from streetcar, you know, that anybody can sort of embody. These are real people and you're looking at an audience of their descendants. Yeah. That's there's something heavy. almost, yeah, that's, there's something almost that's a lot. Sh- shamanic about it. You're you're doing a, a ritual act. Yes. And I think that's the type of theater that I really like to dig into because there you can't find a bottom. There is mm. there's just you just keep going. And um, and I think that's why the play kept coming back is people, you know, the people from that area. It's like about their family members. It's about their neighbors. It's about their cousins that never were. And they keep coming back and it's just so powerful. It is. It's this beautiful ritual and it's uh, Barbara Presnell's poetry in it. It's just gorgeous. Yeah. I saw another play that similar to this over in London, the the fellow who heads the, uh, the Finborough theater over there. They did one of my plays years ago, um, Neil. And um, is it Neil? It's been a while. I, I, I should look it up again, but uh, he did a play that uh that took the letters of a of a soldier from world mm. war one and uh and adapted it um it was very physical and and very uh very moving 100 percent. yeah and i think a soldier's play is actually coming or is now at the time that we're recording this is playing in the twin cities mm. yeah yeah, the playwright and artistic director I was thinking of it is Neil McPherson. Yeah, and mm. that play did very well. People are hungry for this uh, material about World War One. It's 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 curious, and of course, over there they have such an immediate connection to it. It it they it's just it shapes the world around us, and of course, um, at, you know anything that we do as a company, uh, we're going to make sure it makes its way online at badmouthtc.com. So if 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 company K, uh, if this film gets on PBS or if people can find it online, we will make sure that people know. Mari does all our social media, and the the tag is always at badmouthtc. So follow along, get on board, get on the badmouth train. We're going to have a good time. Amanda, how did you become an... Well, first, so let's go do a little roundtable because we're the hosts of this show. People maybe want to know who we are. Uh, Amanda, you're, you are a Minnesotan through and through. <laughs> you are... Yes. So a little bit about yourself. Where are you from? When did you get into theater? Uh, tell us about you know, uh, Forstrom Pillis. Oh, forced from pill. Okay, here we go. Uh, I come from about two hours west of Minneapolis, St. Paul, and I got into theater relatively late. Uh, some, you know, kids are in elementary school, junior high, you know, but I think I got around really taking it seriously and looking at it as a possible profession when I was in college. And I switched my major. My parents loved that. <laughs> Um, I'm doing theater. I'm I'm an actor. <laughs> okay. Um, it's just but, a phase, honey. It's just a phase. Exactly. Yeah. Here we are. How many years later? Um, but I knew I needed some more training. Uh, just because our our undergrad was a BA in theater, and I needed some more training specifically in in Shakespeare, and I wanted to incorporate movement. Uh, because I come from a dance martial arts background, and I really wanted to pursue 
movement and also choreography. So I went to the University of South Carolina for grad school and from there got an internship a year uh, in New York and then made my way down to Washington, D.C., where I was uh, working uh, on film and stage and choreographing a little bit, assistant directing a little bit, teaching a lot, which was really fun and um, doing some voiceover work uh, for Graphic Audio LLC. Shout out to those guys. They're really great. If you want to listen to a movie in your mind is their tagline. Uh, they do uh, fully scored and cast audiobooks. So it's not just one person. It's a whole score of actors, cast of actors and score of music and sound effects underneath. So it's really awesome. Uh, love those guys. And uh, during the pandemic, things got a little shaken up and I met you, Kevin, on Zoom as all actors were doing at the time in, in 2020, 2021. Uh, and it was, and, you know, I had always wanted to start a company, do our own stuff. And, you know, here we are. Yes, we're doing the thing. That's that's our little like private mo uh, motto for Badmouth is we're doing the thing. Yes. We're doing the thing. We're making the stuff. <laughs> we're making the stuff and doing the thing. Yes. And we, we can't do it without an audience. So we appreciate you listening and we hope you will come out to the, the stuff that we have going on. We'll, we will get into it here shortly. Uh, that, that was good, Amanda. You played down oh, the Minnesota. Yeah, you played down the Minnesota side a little bit. But yeah, you're a very Minnesotan, uh, Minnesotan. And you're back. You're back home. Yeah, I'm back home. And it feels really right. good to get to get that soul that Minnesota soul, North country, like mm -hmm. uh, hardness and big mm -hmm. heart back. And, and yeah. we're going to make yeah. some good stuff. Hardness and heart. That would be a good, that's a good summary of the Minnesota spirit with a little mm -hmm. nice, a little sprinkle of nice thrown in, I think. Yeah. 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 Once in a while. <laughs> you could have a little bit of nice as a treat, as a right? treat. Yeah, yeah. Um, Mari, how about you? What's uh, what's your what's your story? How are you connected to Minnesota? I know you have you have family here. Tell me a little bit about how you got into theater. Eventually, I'll ask myself the same question. But uh, ladies first, Mari, but tell me. Yeah, so I'm actually not from Minnesota. I'm from Michigan. Close enough. Honestly, pretty similar. If you go mm. if you go west of Detroit, pretty similar. I would mm -hmm. say accents okay. pre accents pretty the same. Okay. Yeah, All right. I've got, yeah. Like you said, I've got family in Minnesota in the suburbs of Minneapolis. So I've been visiting on and off ever since I was a little kid, since I was like five years old when they moved there. So, you know, I've always been kind of connected to the Twin Cities. I've always liked it there. And then last year when I got in contact with you guys, like I said, over Twitter to start to start doing the thing, um, I decided to make the move and I lived in Minneapolis for about six months. It's beautiful there, especially in the summer when there's not E. coli in the lakes. Oh my God. It's nice. <laughs> Be careful in Lake Harriet. Cedar Lake is the secret. That's, that's my opinion. But yeah, so I've, you know, I've been doing theater my whole life. Like you, Amanda, I came from a dance background. I started dancing when I was like five years old. And just kind of kept doing it. And that worked its way into liking theater and, you know, getting into stuff that was a little less, less musical theater, less Oklahoma, you know. A more new, new writing, new exactly. plays, a little more hardcore David Mamet, Beckett, Experimental. Yeah, yeah, yeah. More bad mouth. So mm -hmm. I ended up 
going to college for theater, which, you know, my parents were so thrilled about. They were absolutely thrilled. <laughs> I just want to say that we're all on the radio now, so. Fair enough. Yeah, we're, we're making old-timey radio. We're yeah, communicating. <laughs> yeah, so, hey, you know, we could be, we could be doing worse. Yeah, but so I left left college, wasn't sure what to do, moved to Chicago, great city. I will always rep Chicago. Yeah, another great um, theater town, of course. Great mm-hmm. theater town, and I worked at a redacted, large regional theater there, of which I probably have named before, but won't won't name again, just in case, <laughs> not to box myself. The theater that shall not be named. <laughs> you know... There's pretty much two, and you could figure out which one it was. But I was (laughs) there as a bartender, and you know the the state of the institutional theater. My God, the state, the managerialism, just the bureaucracy, everything that was going on. It was, you know, it wasn't it wasn't the best. It wasn't scratching the the artistic or the creative itch for you. It was not scratching the itch. Which, you know, we had some themed cocktails. That was the most creative that it ever got. But, but, yeah, it wasn't scratching the itch. And then I, Kevin, I knew your show, Art of Darkness. And I had heard that you were going to make a theater company. And like I said, I have connections to the Twin City. My family's there. And so I decided to get in on that. Because, you know, if you think you're going to make exciting contemporary work fresh out of college at an institutional theater in Chicago, you're dreaming. dreaming. Yeah. Yeah. You've got worse problems than a theater degree. You've got something a little, something a little wrong upstairs. Yeah. That's that's an interesting Mm. thought though, uh, or trap for creatives, I think is that when we, when we're so into it and doing the thing and like work is work and that's always great, but is it uh, what you want to be are you creating how much are you creating and how much how much of it is the job and staying employed and being the next thing and doing your you know creating the next thing and it's i think a that's balance a balance to strike because you know a lot of people who you know theater degrees are really blowing up they're one it's one of the biggest growing i think majors in colleges across the country you're kidding me i, I would I not have really, expected that okay no, it's all right really, it's really blowing up um, I don't want to discourage anybody from a theater degree. Go on, Mari. Yeah, yeah. Well, go I on. might, I might discourage them. You have <laughs> a little bit more perspective and a little bit more time than I. Yeah, do. Uh, fair enough. Yep. <laughs> but you know, and most people are going to end up in administrative roles. You know, you go into it. You want to be a playwright. You want to be an actor, a director, maybe a designer, and you have all these big ideas. And then you're working the front desk or you're working in HR at redacted large theater company because you love theater, but you just, the only path forward is the administrative path. You know, you go on, I go on LinkedIn, see some people I went to college with that says artist and administrator. I think they should flip those. Mm, yeah, a hundred percent. Wow. Mari is slinging heat. She's, <laughs> she's going ham. I agree. I mean, the America has an administration problem all the way through in education in healthcare administrative bloat is is real and if you want to be a working artist and also have health insurance and feel a little bit secure and i you know i don't i don't want to throw too much shade on people who end up becoming arts administrators but there 
there's a vitality to simply just taking on and doing your own thing yourself and, and saying, you know, there's room for the big institutional theaters that have their subscriber bases and have, they know what they're going to be doing and they've got their own thing, but theater is meant to be uh, a little ad hoc, uh, you know, maybe not meant to be, it can be like, what is stopping you from uh, getting to, if you're motivated by the spirit to make theater, really, you have no excuses and you should be doing it. So here we are. And I remember, Mari, when you, when you messaged me on Twitter, I was like, okay, one, who is this uh, young, young woman? Uh, is, is this my, my, uh, my handler? Have the feds finally come for me? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. My, you know, but uh, no, it worked out really well. And you were, Mari's been, this is another, this may be a good example of, of how theater really, really works. Like maybe outside of that administrative apparatus, which is more like a corporate structure, even though you maybe don't think of it that way, that they're so big and there's so many people. Um, theater is really about just volunteering until you're you're involved anybody who wants to get involved in the theater can find a place in the theater uh i mean and mari was like i you know i'm in chicago but i'll help with social media and bye-bye and in pretty short order you you moved up here and you were living here for a little while and even across the distance that we have now we're going to continue to work together and find ways to work together and um it's really it's really a lovely thing uh yeah very very exciting i i forget sometimes that like, cause I'm so busy. I've got so much stuff going on. Like we all do. Um, but it's like, no, we have a little theater company. We now have a little radio spot. We've got a season behind us of readings. We've got a season in front of us. that's going to include our first production. And it's now a vehicle like Mari, you're an honor. You're a co-founder at this point, even though you were like, it was Amanda and I were the originals. Like you're, you're part of the three headed beast. My way in there you, you did. <laughs> yeah. It, it was good, but you, but you, you came in and you contributed. So it's really, really cool. Um, and I'll just t- uh, talk about myself real quickly. So I am a playwright and a screenwriter and a podcaster originally from North Dakota, but I got to Minnesota as fast as I could. Uh, I moved here when I was when I was 17 to go to the university, go Gophers. And I studied history and philosophy there. Um, great school. Very glad that I did. I got a lot out of it. Touching back on the point that that you were making earlier, Mari, about you know theater programs and perspective and this and that, it's all about perspective. Whatever degree you go and get, if you go into an English degree thinking, oh God, an English degree, what am I going to do with that? Those are the results you're going to get. But if you go in mm-hmm. thinking, hmm, I'm hmm, I'm going to learn about great literature, I'm going to learn how to write. One thing that Brad, my co-host on Art of Darkness, says is uh, that writing well is indistinguishable from thinking well. Writing well is thinking well. He's not the first person to say that, but he brings that up. If you can write well, you can think clearly, you're already going to be ahead of a pretty vast portion of the population. And there's this lie that a writer can't make a living, and it's just nonsense. I dare you to go on uh, LinkedIn Mm -hmm. right now and start looking up copywriting jobs for businesses. Businesses need writers. AI will not be replacing this anytime soon. So anyway, my point is, same with similar with a theater degree. Like, yeah, may, are you going to be Lynn manuel Miranda? Maybe, maybe, probably not. Odds are no. You're not going to get a, dis- a deal with Disney. But what are you going to learn when you go and you do theater? Maybe you're a little shy, but you, you're passionate about it. Well, you're going to come out of your, your shell. You're going to learn how to work collaboratively. You're going to learn how to be on a team. 
Uh, you're going to learn, if you're an actor, you're going to learn to memorize your lines. It's not easy. You want to go be a salesperson after that? Go and do that. There's a, there's a million ways to make a, to make a living from the skills that you gain um, in, in these various, these various ways. And I could go on about it for a while, but anyway, so yeah, and I'm a playwright and I had a, uh, I got a, I went over and I lived in London briefly. I was at the Royal Court Theater in their Young Writers Program, the Soho Theater. I got like this hardcore education in theater there for a year, came back to Minnesota, was writing plays. I got a fellowship at the Playwright Center. Big ups to the Playwright Center. If you're not familiar with them and what they do, you got to be checking out what they've got going on every season, their readings. I hope we have, eventually, hopefully we'll have somebody come on from there or like an artist who's doing work there. Uh, I think it's inevitable. That'll be exciting. And then I went to uh, Texas for my MFA and I got an MFA uh, from the Michener Center at UT Austin, Hook'em Horns, but mostly Go Gophers. Uh, and, um, when, when the Gophers play, when, when the Gophers play the Longhorns, I cheer for the Gophers. Fair enough. Good. I'm, I'm trying to score the, the lights, the low, yeah. Local angle. We got to play that. It's true though. It's also, it helps that it's true. Um, yeah. And I, and then after that, I, I moved to New York city. I lived in New York for, uh, for six, seven years. And then it was time to come back to, to Minnesota. And I'm very, very glad to be here. And it's exciting to be at this point in my life and creating something, building a little company, doing our own thing. And then this thing is like the bucket for whatever we want to do. Like if Mari comes to us with an idea, we're all ears. And it 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 that holds for all of us. Um and why don't we uh segue really smoothly into what we did last year? Uh, as we, we've got maybe 15, 20 more minutes on this episode. So I feel like we should go into what we did last year and I'll start because we, we began with my play. And again, uh, all of these, but one are online at badmouthtc.com. You can find the, the link to the podcast. We did eight episodes of this podcast last year around the reading series that we did at Waldman Brewery. So for each reading, we recorded the reading via Zoom before we went and did it live, just for the quality and to make sure we could rehearse a little bit and everything. Um, and then we also did an interview type episode with with the playwright uh, in question. So the, the first reading we did was my play, uh, Moderation, which I've already kind of pitched a little bit. It's a play about social media content moderators losing their minds at work. That was a lot of fun. I wrote that play before COVID and before zoom theater was a thing and unfortunately like and that play is quite dark and a little it's very comic but it's also extraordinarily dark um and then like the world kind of caught up to that play and people would even tell me different artistic directors or people i was working with on other readings of the play would even say kevin unfortunately your play is <laughs> timely i'm a like little I more know. than timely too timely <laughs> too, too close timely. for comfort <laughs> Oh my gosh. I mean, and, and I remember when content moderation over the past year with with Elon taking over uh, Twitter and everything has been front page news. Mm -hmm. And I just happened to have written this play that was a little, maybe a year or two kind of ahead of the curve. So anyway, if you want to go listen to moderation, you can, you can do that. And then we did uh, One Good Marriage by Sean Raycraft. Amanda, why don't you talk a little bit about One Good Marriage and how that ties into our coming season 2023 and our first production. Yeah, One Good Marriage is a superb 
uh, two-hander play by Sean Raycraft, who is an excellent writer out of Canada. And I believe now he's writing on the show Mayfair Witches, uh, which you can watch, I think, or stream. Um, I'm not sure which platform. Mari, do you know? You know, I don't want to say, but I have my idea. I see ads for it everywhere. I know. Fantastic for Sean, who's lovely. And we talked to him. We interviewed him. And podcast. Yes. And he actually wrote this piece, One Good Marriage, for an actor couple uh, that he knows really well and was really good friends with. And he wrote this beautiful, funny, deeply moving um, piece for them. And it did really well. And I had missed a production, but a friend of mine was in a production of it in Washington, D.C. before I had moved there. So I had knew that I had known of it and had always been interested and it's always been on my mind ever since then and ever since I read it and I've always wanted to do it and I said hey Kevin what do you think about this for a reading and we put it up and it was excellent we put it up with an actual married couple um uh and they were just hilarious and touching and we are going to do that for our first full production this coming May 2023 so yeah, it's going to be fantastic. Super excited. We got to pitch it because we got to start selling tickets. We don't tickets are not online yet, but it, this is going to be at the Phoenix Theater in Minneapolis, in Uptown, in May. It's going to be posted everywhere, but principally at badmouthtc.com. We have a mailing list. Sign up. Keep listening to this show. We are going to try to get butts and seats. We're excited about that. This play is hilarious uh if you want to get a taste of it you can go and listen to it online but if you're going to come out to the show maybe don't and and save your your excitement and your interest for for the actual uh, production and the reading that we have online was with joey hamburger uh and iris page and they were they were great and a real married couple playing mm -hmm. this this married couple in a play in a really twisted situation and sean raycraft worked a little bit on Slings and Arrows, the great Canadian series. He he has a real uh, profile and is a very talented writer. And we're we're very excited to to produce this as our first production, really really ever. It's our second year. The first year we're like, let's just bite off a series of readings. Let's see how we do, and uh, and here we are. And Amanda, you're going to be in this play. I am. No pressure. Uh, you know, Iris was totally great and Joey was amazing and to have them be a married couple was fantastic. So I'll try to, uh, try to do it justice this time around. Well, and, and like Mari, I am also a director, uh, and I will be directing this and I am going to put you through your paces. I'm going to make you, it's going to feel like you're married to your marriage boot camp. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Right. If that's not a reality show, it should be. Yeah. That's a good idea. That's our yeah. next podcast. Yeah. Yeah. What's the guy's name? Uh, Ermy from uh, Full Metal Jacket. You have him, but it's like newlyweds. <laughs> <laughs> I would watch. I would watch that. That'd be amazing. Yes. Yeah. Marriage but Boot Camp Island. Yes. But come out to the Phoenix Theater in Uptown. You're going to see our posters everywhere, our uh, postcards everywhere. Uh, it's going to be a great time. It's in May. So it'll be beautiful. Walk around, come out, see us. The play is around, I mean, 70, 75 minutes. So it's not like a huge drag of a night. You know, tickets are moderately priced. It's going to be a great time. So come on out. 
It really is. Yeah, we're we are uh, uh, jazzed about it. The next play we did last year is called Other Life Forms by Brandon McCoy. And Amanda, why don't you talk a little bit about this, too, because, you know, you have a back some background with Brandon. Yeah. Yeah. So, Brandon, I was actually doing a show during covid when it was uh, this show was called the realistic Joneses by spooky action theater in DC. And it was actually canceled. We had our opening weekend, which was sold out and everybody loved it. And yeah, we didn't go back. And so instead spooky action theater decided to do your play, Kevin moderation and Brandon in uh, conjunction with being a playwright is also a director once in a while and is also a fabulous uh, teacher. And he said, Hey, we're going to, we're going to do put on moderation. And so I did it with another actor and uh, Brandon and I have known each other for many years in DC. We've done a couple other shows together. We've taught together and it was, yeah, it was just fantastic. And I love, I love his writing. I think it's so human and so deeply funny and touching and um yeah he's just well, excellent hails from west a, virginia it, yeah and it's a play about an alien yes it's a play, oh yeah it's a play about an alien. yeah it, it, very funny very moving touching play about an alien that we he did. also was clairvoyant because apparently there are aliens now right <laughs> Right. <laughs> Aliens and balloons and 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 things uh, and I things. Like mm. mm-hmm. And and then the fourth uh, of the five readings that made its way online is from Monty Montalegre, who's going to be coming on the podcast. He's a young, uh, very with it, very cool playwright. Uh, it's called It's All Red Like a Metaphor or something. And Mari, what did you make of that? Well, that play is very wacky, and we had a fantastic time with it. It's a bunch of vignettes with different characters. What did we have? Um, we had Luigi a lot of skeletons. Luigi with two guns. Skeletons. Yeah, basically anything you could imagine. We had some horses, mostly skeletons, and <laughs> and they dance. The and skeletons they, dance a lot. They yes. do dance, and. It was, you know, a series of vignettes around themes, mostly to do with the stock market. And Kevin, you know a bit about, you know more about that than probably. I do. do. I do. Yeah. It was, it, he says, and you could listen to these interviews again. So there's an interview with Monty at the website, badmouthtc.com. Uh, the, it was, he was inspired by the GameStop, AMC, meme coin frenzy. So that's why it's all red. Uh, but it, but it means very wacky. We (laughs) Yeah. And that play is, is very cool. It's like 40 minutes long, 45 minutes long, but it just moves and, uh, not a beginning, middle and an end. It's highly episodic, very unusual. Uh, and he has a, he has a real, uh, truly unique voice. And, uh, I'm excited to have him come on the pod and to see what else he has going on. Uh, and then we did another play uh, by my friend uh, Deborah Yarchin, who is very involved um, at the Playwright Center. Amanda, do you care to talk about that? I was going to ask Mari because she directed it. Yeah, Mari, you directed it. So why don't you talk about a, a Deborah's play, which is not online, but let's give it the credit that it, that it's uh, due. Well, even if it's not online, it was doing fantastic. I think she had a production going up in California as we were doing our reading. And I assume she will have more because it's a fantastic and like your play, Kevin, timely as it was about AI 
and different forms of technology in the home. And it was called Atlas, the Lonely Gibbon. Yep. It was a play that takes place ostensibly in St. Paul about a woman dealing with the ramifications of chatbot taking her job and mm. her marriage. And that was just a fantastic play. And mm-hmm. that's what we, I mean, that's what we like to do is plays that become more timely every day. And I believe she used AI to write parts of the script, which was really fun because mm. now... There's chat. It would almost be too accurate. It wouldn't be fun anymore. And yeah, somebody's going to start. Mm. Yeah, and somebody's going to start doing that, and it's going to be a gimmick, and it's somebody's no going to just. Uh, you know, you talk mm. to Chatbot, you say, write a play like David Mamet, it's no good. Mm. Not right. interesting. Don't try. Yeah, no, write your, write your own plays, uh, support real living artists, uh, and go to the theater. Get out to the theater. Go ahead, Amanda, you were going to say? No, that reminds me of the uh, artist on Instagram, the artist renderings, AI renderings of people that were going around. And then, I mean, it just exploded. And then people found out that they were actually ripped off of real artists' work and kind of Mm. like amalgamated from a few different um, people and mediums and accounts and websites. And yeah, I think it got a little, got a little hairy about what AI can do. Yeah, we are definitely drifting further and further into the realm of a total dissolution of reality as hitherto known. The the era of three networks at night, everybody watches Johnny Carson or someone else, that is gone. And now we're not even going to be able to believe our own eyes. Anything online, deep fakes, Mari? Unless you come to the theater and you sit in the dark with the audience and turn your phone off. And we all experience something together. And that's why it's so yes. great to be on the radio and be telling everybody to come out to the theater. Which theater? The radio, Phoenix Theater. Phoenix Theater for Badmouth Theater Company. And also in St. Paul, we have kind of a, we have our own little home away from home. They've been very generous with their space. And as we're kind of bringing this, this pilot episode in, I want to uh, thank Waldman for last year for hosting us for those five readings. And they're going to be hosting us for a series of three events this year in March, late in March, we're going to read an unfinished play by me. Uh, it will be finished by the time we read it. I'm not even going to give the name of the play because I don't even know where it's going to land, but we are going to do a reading of a new play by me in March on a Monday evening. The uh, details will be posted on the website. I've given the URL too many times by now. Then we're going to read a play by Mari in April. Mari, do you want to, do you care to to talk about the play? I can give a little, a a couple little spoilers. My play is, has retained its title, Nebraska, come figure out, why? Because it does not take place there. So you're going to have to come see the show to figure out why. And it's about a family who gets an unexpected visitor and it kind of rips apart all of their relationships about, um, you know, life in the Midwest and big pharma. And it's very funny. Or at least I hope it's funny. My play is going to have a pharma tie too. So this might be our like, take your medicine season of, of readings. We did AI yeah. and then AI became more right right yeah we're gonna manifesting 
Yeah, we got to be careful. You have to be careful what you manifest. Uh, my my good friend, Abby Lucas, who's a director, is my screenwriting partner. And we worked on a screenplay uh, all last year. And it's called Doug Must Die. And it's about a, uh, a wannabe life coach from LA whose uh, fiance gets eaten by a shark and her whole life falls apart. She finds out her best friend was uh, cheating on her with her, her fiance, now dead. Anyway, she decides to move to Austin, Texas from LA to, to sort of get involved in this like life coaching group that's a bit of a scam. Uh, and then all the other life coaches start to drop dead around her all the other coaches uh and then the big reveal is her that her client her only client is is actually like an agent of death uh and so she basically it's about a young life coach who ends up getting death as a client long story short the big set piece at the end of that screenplay is that the georgia guidestones explode and quite literally a week after we finished the draft it happened irl which was like Okay, we got to write a screenplay about screenwriters winning the lottery. <laughs> like, you know, it's not like nuts. Seriously, be careful what you be careful what you write. You never know what you're going to bring into the world. Um, so yeah, we're going to do a reading of one of my plays. This is all; these are all going to be at Waldman. So March, one of my plays. April, one of Mari's plays. Uh, then in May, we're going to be doing the production of One Good Marriage, Sean Raycraft, Phoenix Theater. And then in June, early in June, we're going to be doing the Art of Darkness podcast live. Brad Kelly's going to be in town. And then that will include a theatrical reading from Badmouth. And that is what we got going on for now. In addition to the old timey radio show we're doing, uh, again, if you are in the Twin Cities or the greater uh, sort of metro or really Minnesota, I think, and you think uh, even maybe Hudson, Wisconsin, we might even, hey, we'll let the cheese heads in. If you know somebody who would be a good guest for the show, these are very low commit. It's it's on Zoom, uh, badmouthtc at gmail.com. I think this episode is going to be called doing doing the thing doing the thing yeah. on frogtown radio yes 94.1 fm frogtown radio yeah exciting we we got a, i think we got a couple minutes left this is this has been fun and 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 getting to know the two of you through doing theater has really been a joy and um i feel like we should shout out our friend um uh, michael venska who put the is it venski is that how you say his name amanda i think so Yes. Yeah, Vensky, who kind of uh, midwifed this whole arrangement. Uh, Mari, where we will eventually lure you back into the Twin Cities once you've I had. We'll be back. They have okay. Last <laughs> she can't quit us. Yeah. Uh, no. Like, well, why should she? Uh, but you know, you you probably get a flavor of what we're about. We like we like new plays. We like straight theater in the sense of non musical theater. Not to say that we we would never do a musical. Not, but principally, we like we like plays that are uh, contemporary, new, comic, dark, thought provoking, ripped from the headlines. Something real, something that uh, maybe you come to a bad mouth piece. You're not going to get beat over the head with a with a capital M message, uh, but you're, you'll hopefully be left feeling different than than when you arrived and we promise that whatever we deliver chat gpt can't even remotely compete <laughs> with the real thing i think one of our mottos when we first started was we do it live and loud live and loud and live yeah. and loud 
live and loud and online with Bad Mouth Theater Company. Well, I'm Kevin Couchman. This is Murray Sittner and Amanda Forstrom. That was our pilot episode of the new version of Mouthing Off. Thank you so much for listening to us online and on Frogtown Radio. I, I like saying that. It's fun. I'm going to say it one more time in my most radio voice. <laughs> online and... Well, how do you say it? Let me, let me, uh, I'm, I'm screwed up online and on Frogtown Radio 94.1 FM. <laughs> that was pretty good, Kevin. I think they uh, might give yeah. you another job. Uh, no. <laughs> Born to play. Oh, God, I'm busy. Yeah. All right. <laughs> Badmouthtc.com. Thanks, Thanks for listening. All. Thank you, guys. <laughs>